0: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls dinner time is here that's right we're talking about episode one of Clarice because we like to torture ourselves on dish by dish well greetings and salutations and that's your old pal Patrick Hampton coming to you once again from the FBI VICAP headquarters where we uh, like to smother the handles of our desk drawers in uh, lotion because we've all seen Silence of the Lambs, even though we're living in that universe for fucking sakes. This is a dish by dish. Normally we talk about a great show. It's called Hannibal, but we felt we owed it to everyone to at least watch the first episode of the CBS procedural Clarice. And of course there's only one person I trust that if I want to release a body, she will make it happen in slow motion. The one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina?
1: I'm so, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling happy. I'm at peace with the world. You know why? Why? Because Rush Limbaugh is dead.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. And... I said. I know. I said in uh, our last episode that I was you know having a personal countdown until Harvey Weinstein dies. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'll take this. This is perfectly acceptable.
0: Oh, yeah, this is a wonderful stepping stone towards Harvey Weinstein popping off. Yeah. I'll take this. The, just, yeah.
1: just all, all the, the you shriveled husks of non-humanity can start dropping dead right now.
0: Yeah, I don't want to hear a single peep out of any motherfucker who's like, oh, how dare you revel in someone's death? The man built a career on reveling over the dead bodies of gay men who died of AIDS. So you can kindly fuck all the way off with that shit uh, right up until the point he minimized the death of uh, black men who that uh, had committed zero crime were just shot in the fucking street. So kiss my ass twice on Tuesdays
1: I like that we will we will, we will continue to lose listeners
0: No, I don't <laughs> fucking need these people who <laughs> like, because
1: we are because we are human beings with souls. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry that I'm disturbed that this pustule on 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 the carcass of this uh plane of reality that we're on. Uh, that he, I'm sorry that cancer did not take him sooner. I'm sorry. There are plenty of good people who have terrible things happen to him. This is a terrible person who had something terrible happen to him, and I and I'm sorry. Uh, good riddance.
1: I, I'm, uh, sor- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. he can't die again tomorrow.
0: That's <laughs> right. Bring him back, uh reanimate his ass, and then throw him off a fucking cliff. Um Just,
1: yeah, put that you know on paper. Are about again. I mean, you know what? <laughs> Who gives a shit? It's fucking Clarice. <laughs> I mean, you know, I knew this was gonna be bad and and, yeah. and and it lived down to my expectations.
0: Yeah, I you know, spoiler alert for Clarice. If it is something that you want to watch unspoiled, I'm not sure how you would spoil this. Is it a complete waste of time? Yes. Yes. Have have better shows started out worse? Yes. Could this, in fact, be rescued? Anything is a possibility. It's on CBS. They don't cancel anything. For your information and everyone else's, you know, Magnum PI is still on the fucking air.
1: I I I logged into... It was your CBS all-access account. Don't, hey, please, rat, us don't rat us out. Patreon
0: bought it for us. So. I was going to
1: say, you, you did you did add me as a user to it with a little blob person for my icon, which I appreciate. I
0: didn't want to choose it for you. I thought that, <laughs> that we, you all, everyone starts with the blob person, but I didn't want to be
1: presumptuous. Uh, and I am just looking at the original programming they offer, and I'm like, I never heard this fucking show. Oh, it's in its fourth season? Okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think they just are a giant recycling, you know, machine. And that's what they're into right now. And that's fine. It, you know, everyone needs some television shows that are kind of mindless that you just sit down and things are resolved in an hour and you can go, okay, I can go to sleep now. Like, I, the, No judgment there. I have that thing. That being said, it's, it is unfair. Fair to some degree to compare it directly to Hannibal because it doesn't have the same goals as Hannibal, but also, it in comparison, it it, it fucking sucks. Gina. I mean,
1: it, that doesn't. You know, you don't think it's trying to be a little little, little Hannibalish, you know, just, just a tiny little bit. Uh,
0: I'm not. I'm not sure that it, it's its, it's honest to god goal. I think it very much. Wants to be like every other CBS procedural on the air, it, but, but,
1: but, but with a recognizable franchise. Well, it's not really, I, I guess, it's yes. a franchise. Um, mm, a, I mean, it's, it's at at least attached, an IP uh, attached are, to it, yeah. yeah.
0: And you know, they had this very lavish Super Bowl uh spot that probably cost them at least a quarter of a million dollars, is my guess. Um, in which this poor actress who's playing Clarice Starling is kind of shivering in a blue barn and sheep run by like it's like it's a, a grunge music video. Like <laughs> In the background, you should be hearing someone going, I'm the man in the box.
1: <laughs> well, in keeping, in keeping with this, you know, 1993 in, in name-only setting.
0: Oh, it is so not 1993. They just they don't care anything about the error which it's found. They All they care about in terms of iconography is stealing shots from one of the best thrillers slash horror films slash, you know, movie procedurals that have ever graced the screen. And one of the reasons that it elevates to that level is because, you know, you have a director who specializes in connecting audiences to performances and characters emotionally. Even if those characters are repugnant, you know, he's able to get inside of their heads or help you get inside of their heads. And none of that is evident here. And how could it possibly? It's set itself up for a very hard job. And yet Hannibal was very much able to create its own space of getting you inside those characters at least on that show you care about these people and I don't know about you I did not care for almost anyone I saw
1: no and what, what I was thinking about as far as parallels to Hannibal is you've got this uh, you know person in charge of a of a you know an investigation team investigative team who mm-hmm. forces someone who is might not be ready to get back in the field, onto the field, you know, right, just, right. Yeah. You, know you, don't, you don't get to say no to this. I don't care if you're, you know, emotionally ready for it. Or not. You are the only person in this entire country who can do this job. I'm sorry. It is, PTSD is very much a thing. Yes. Absolutely. But, but boy, oh boy, is this timeline getting tiresome. Is, is this trope getting tiresome in, 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 in procedurals where every time... The the cop or the detective solves a crime, they become more and more emotionally damaged. Where they where they can do nothing but continue, they're constantly reminded of this past crime. And here is the biggest problem I have with Clarice mm-hmm. is she has flashbacks of stuff she was not there for. <laughs> of the of the of the of the original of Silence of the Lance. There's a reason for this. Mm-hmm. They could not get the rights to mention or feature as a character or even say his name, Hannibal Lecter. Right. So instead, rather than saying, "Well, I guess we won't make this TV show," they you know, they they proceeded as so you know so many you know television writers do, made the show anyway, and determined that rather than her weird you know, symbiotic relationship with Hannibal Lecter, Clarice is more damaged by her 45 seconds or so encounter with Buffalo Bill. Right. So it's not, you know, Hannibal Lecter getting into her head that she is constantly flashing back to. It's Buffalo Bill's basement, which she barely saw. Buffalo Bill sewing in the nude, which she definitely was not there for.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: This was in a scene earlier in the movie, as was the playing of "Goodbye Horses," yes, which which factors frequently in this episode.
0: It's like the only song they could properly license, yeah.
1: But this is not the this is not the only time that the show suggests that the characters in the show watch the movie, <laughs> because again, there are people making references to things they weren't there for.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, the it's the, the like stu- they the,
0: watched the movie that. That her experience was based on right
1: and and another issue i have and i really 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 disliked this show i really disliked it I, I think that they could have made something good of it but then it would have been too close to hannibal yeah, yeah and they would have had to I, because you know again the fact that i mean if you recall sounds of the lambs ended with hannibal lecter getting away mm-hmm. and this is never no one ever mentions this again this is this is never referred to you no, know, um,
0: there's there's one brief mention where he goes your previous psychiatrist, which is like no, 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 that's not that's not a psychiatrist relationship. And then she goes, oh, that was a quid.
1: Person. Oh, this is this 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 this. <laughs> what the this fuck inex- are you talking about? This inexplicably hostile psychiatrist she she talks to at the beginning, yeah, because every a, every a person criminal
0: she, she interviewed is not a psychiatrist relationship.
1: But you know another thing that another problem I have with this show is that. She is treated like a minor celebrity for, for yeah. catching this serial killer. And I ask you, can you remember the names of any of the FBI agents or cops that caught? Can you remember who caught I don't know, Jeffrey Dahmer?
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Can you remember who caught the Green River killer? I mean, I mean, She's like, like, the, the, like the, the press is calling her by her first name. She's getting on the cover of tabloids. All of her colleagues hate her because she, she got famous for, I'm like, what world does this exist in? Yeah, Where, I'm not
0: entirely sure what everyone's angry at her for. Like, oh- you didn't get killed by that guy. I hate you now.
1: Like, I, I mean, I think that the, I, I mean, there's, there's supposed to, you know, be some vague suggestion that it's because she's a Goyle. Oh but, no, but, that, that is but so, the, it's
0: so subtle. Gina. But the show is just really there in the background. You know, you would. It's not like it constantly is wallpapering. You know, misogyny is bad in the background of every single scene.
1: Right, but they don't do anything with it.
0: Oh, they attempt to do everything with it, Jamie. <laughs> I think that's what it comes down to. It's not that this concept would not bear fruit in a show about a a woman in the man's world, quote unquote, dick fingers of the FBI. It's that they literally don't know how to approach the subject with any level of, I wouldn't say grace, but there's just... All it's doing it for is shock value. It it doesn't have anything bigger to say about it,
1: right? And and you know, of course, she's you know nobody listens to her, and they all resent her being there. And it's just like I don't understand this. Why is this? You know, I mean, I I I, I don't understand why she is you know, harassed and, and minimized, you know, even though the attorney general assigned her to this case. Yeah. And another thing I don't understand is why it is of the utmost importance to the attorney general and Paul Krendler, who they decide to turn into the, the, the Jack Crawford, because I guess I couldn't get the rights to, to to
0: Jack Crawford. So Paul Krendler, who is not a good guy.
1: No, he's it, not he's a good some, guy. Who, he fam- he famously gets his brains fed to him in, in in the next Hannibal Lecter novel. And
0: you're happy about it, you're right? Like, he, oh,
1: he he one hundred percent deserves it. Now he's you know, kind of you know he's kind of a grump. You know he's he, but he's, he's also he's very
0: business. He's, but he's a, business.
1: But he's also sort of protective of her. And it's like who fucking wants that? <laughs> you know, just either you know. Figure out how to bring Crawford in, or make an entirely new character. You know, yeah, we, we I don't we, know
0: why they felt that Paul Krendler was something that they needed to carry. Yeah, we we, like, we
1: get that this is part of the Lecterverse. You don't have to shove Ardelia in there. You don't have to you <laughs> know, force Krendler in there. You don't have to poor fucking Catherine Martin. What they do to her character in this Whoa. is just—it is absolutely inexcusable. In it's okay, it's okay
0: now, Gina. She's thin now.
1: Inexcusable.
0: It's it's fucking terrible. I just... I I don't even know where to begin with it. As far as a storytelling device. I don't know why Clarice is everyone's fucking rage funnel. You know... I
1: I don't know why she's expected to keep in touch with, you know, the person she rescued from a serial killer. Like, is that that a thing? (laughs) I I, I don't... I don't... I, I don't know... I, I don't know any FBI agents. I don't know any, any cops whose specialty is hunting down serial killers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that once the case is solved, they tend to leave the victims alone to, 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 to heal and do what they need to do. They don't become, you know, surrogate members of the family.
0: And they're not like, you don't go, well, they're not a good agent because they don't have a good bedside manner. It's like, that's not really part of their job. Right. She's this she's therapy. doing
1: her job. And, and, well, you know, how could you not return Catherine's call? Why does she have to return Catherine's call? Yeah, like, that
0: in the <laughs> FBI fucking handbook? Uh, it, get the fuck out of here. Why is it so important to the attorney general? that this case that they're, that they're trying to solve be a serial killer.
1: That's another thing. Why is it so important that she lie about it? I, I don't, like,
0: do they get more points? I don't understand. Isn't, uh, you know, and, and spoiler alerts for Clarice, a show you probably shouldn't watch, but someone is pretending to be a serial killer in order to silence people's voices who were a part of a medical study? And so they've they've hired a killer to make it appear as if these women were dying for some other reason. But here's here's a real galaxy brain thought for uh, these people: if you don't want to link them, these victims, don't link them to a single killer. That's a that's a way to kind of cover up your crime a little bit. Have one of them die in a, in a traffic accident and one of them die by being pushed off a cliff. Don't, you don't have to kill them all the same way because that automatically tells the people who were investigating the crime that these people are linked.
1: Right. Fuck you!
0: <laughs> With your fast fish. Fuck you, Clarice. Honestly. People worked hard on this show. It's not miscast. It's not poorly shot. That being said, there are so many dumb flourishes being put onto the show. It just feels instantly dated and useless and dumb. And I just don't want dumb Lecterverse.
1: I just well, yeah, I, I was reading a couple of reviews. It, it's uh, it's scoring a a, a super thirty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. I would um, love
0: to talk to that thirty three percent and and find out what's happening in, in their
1: lives. And someone said it is basically every other CBS procedural. Yeah, you know, and I don't want to see you. you know what I? You know what made Silence of the Lamb so special is that it was different. Yeah. It was weird. It was unsettling. And you shouldn't try to force that universe into a standard CSI, whatever procedural.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, listen, uh, Hannibal had a procedural element to it. It had a, it had plenty of killer of the week episodes, but the way it differentiated itself was in finding the most theatrical operatic and dramatic ways to connect emotion to the rage that these people exhibit and see how that affects the human beings who are
1: tasked
0: with finding them.
1: It also wasn't trying to suggest that it was existing in a real world. Right. I mean right. So, so, some of some of these, you know, as we have talked about many many times, you know, a lot of the kills on Hannibal it, Defied logic as far as you know how a single human could could perform them, yes. you know I I I refer you back to the human totem pole, which <laughs> yeah. I think which I think we determined would have weighed about two thousand pounds.
0: Yeah, it, it's an impossible feat uh, to be accomplished with uh, hands. I, I it's just not something that can be done. You see the proscenium in every episode of Hannibal because it is a show. That does not, but you know, fucking Shakespeare is a show. It doesn't mean you can't connect with the emotional components of it, and that theatricality made it weirder and more different than anything else that was on NBC's programming or literally any other show on television. And Clarice, if you had never seen any part of *The Silence of the Lambs*. You would just go. It's like a FBI procedural. It's like every other show on CBS.
1: Yeah, it's 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 dreary. It's boring. It, it's there's nothing that it brings to the table that we haven't seen a hundred times before.
0: It it has the audacity to invite Cal Penn to be in the main cast and give him
1: three lines of dialogue. Uh, yeah, he's what, he's another, he's another one of her colleagues. It's just inexplicably, you know, dismissive and resentful of her presence.
0: Yeah, he just stares at her with his mouth open. All of them do. And like, what is this crazy person doing here? Well, as far as I can tell, she caught a giant serial killer. (laughs) So at least she's got that going for her. I mean, she was assigned to your fucking squad. Maybe put up or shut up. None of you would do. None of you figured this fucking thing out.
1: There seems to be, you know, the suggestion that the FBI does not like people who solve crimes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that that's correct.
0: Like it's considered rude or how dare you, like if you do your job, then all of a sudden I got to do my job. I don't want that as a component of the federal Bureau of investigations. I certainly don't think this makes great use of it. If that was its goal, I, I'm confounded as to how they think the FBI works. And this comes down to one person in, involved in this, in this, and that is Alex Kurtzman. He is a, he fucking sucks. I mean, he does very well for CBS. Like he's developed multiple of these IP level shows and they're all the same. And I guess that works for them, but I find it really depressing when, you have all this material and this is the best you could do with it.
1: Right. And I mean, and I get they, they were limited in that they couldn't mention Hannibal Lecter because right. yes. NBC owns Hannibal Lecter, I guess it's, it's, it's weird and complicated. You can, you can, you can look it up online, but, but it's just, I, I don't. I I really, really, really dislike this, and 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 I, and maybe I went in a little unfair because I expected it to not be very good. When when I heard that they were going to make this, I was like, all right, yes. I, I guess, hmm. but but I guess I I didn't expect it to be just so bog standard.
0: Yes, uh, when I went into it with uh sort of like you know what I'm just gonna let it happen. I'm going to try to meet it on its own terms and not prejudge it any more than just the its existence would lead me to not like it. But okay, like, you know, as I said before, better shows have started off worse. But its opening scene so enraged me that I had a tough time getting over it. There's uh this sequence in which she is, being interviewed by an FBI psychiatrist, and he is attempting to goad her into, I don't know, punching his lights out or something like he's that? He's just
1: so, like every other male character towards her, he's so simmering with hatred for yes. her in, in a way that, okay, this has to be more than because she's a woman. Right. I mean, I, exactly. I, I don't, I mean, I realize that, that you know, you know, in 1993 and in 2021, we live in a very... Sexist society. I I, I yes. get that. I accept that. But you, you need to give me a little more here than because she's a woman. Yeah. You know what, what? One thing I really loved about Silence of the Lambs is how the sexism she experiences. It's very subtle. It's it's in body language. You know, like I I you know I'm thinking of the scene where she gets on the elevator, and and it's so she's the only woman on the elevator and she's much shorter than, than everybody else. And the, the men are just sort of looking at her like, you know, some are looking at her with vague interest, some with annoyance, you know, but, but it, she, you know, she's sort of, you know, condescended to more in, in silence here. She just treated with outright hostility. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, I think the condescension is more relatable.
0: It, it, it's, there's a level of empathy and intelligence to the way that it is presented in Silence of the Lambs that I really appreciate. When she enters that elevator, she's, she is at a physical disadvantage with every man in that space. But it is because she has a higher emotional intelligence than all of them that she actually gets the assignment that they would all kill to get. Right. You know, she has advantages that they don't, and they're blind to it because all they can see is some wa- is some woman invading their space. This is the same thing that is true in the autopsy scene, another scene which she's talked down to, that she has discounted, that her thoughts are viewed as intrusions to quote-unquote real work. And because that film is crafted in a way that deals with the emotional core of that character rather than, you know, this, one, this this girl is so messed up that fish go fast and then they go slow. Like, it is so fucking dumb the way this stuff is portrayed in this show and it's infuriating and insulting on top of it.
1: Well, it, the show, it the way the like, psychiatrist treats her, the way everybody treats her, it's like this is the very first serial killer that the Bureau has caught. Yes. And, and, and right. you know, the fact that she killed him, you know, somehow, you know, well, surely you must be spiraling over the abyss at this, right? <laughs> you know, you know, surely you, you must be so emotionally fragile that you can't go back to work, right? Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, surely you must be simmering with rage at this serial killer that you encountered for about, t- about 40 seconds, Right. And it's like, yeah. do, you, do you know how, what happens in the FBI? Do, do you know what happens? I mean, it's not uncommon for people to kill people. That mm-hmm. that That is part of the job. That That's like, it's like berating someone who's joined the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I don't understand this. I don't understand what the point of this is. I don't understand what the, why the psychiatrist is mocking her. Yes. Or, and and I, it's I, trying to keep her from going back to work. I, I don't I don't get that.
0: What are they gaining by like forcing her out of the FBI? It's it's
1: like you know she 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 caught this killer, you know, hooray, you know, she saved someone, yeah. and now it's you know it's perceived that now she has to be undercut and sabotaged, whatever possible. And I don't understand that except that it is a really really ham handed attempt to illustrate the sexism that women face. Yeah. I, I, I don't get that people, I don't buy, I should say that people would jeopardize, jeopardize their own case solving numbers, you know, their own, you know, uh, uh, you know how, how their, their, their own press image just to make this one person look bad.
0: Yeah. I, I am confused by this and, it's one of those things that we're sort of confused by in Hannibal. The whole Tatler element of it seems slightly disjointed. We were never able to quite square that circle. And it kind of starts to resolve itself towards the back half of season one. Where it's like, oh, okay, all right. You know, again, not real world. So let's take that part out of it. But here, the, the need by everyone involved like we got to call this person a serial killer or we're not going to get our christmas bonus like i don't i don't get that as a plot device i do not understand it
1: which i which is which is odd because if you watch other police procedurals and a lot of true crime they are generally very reluctant to to classify a case as a serial killer because it causes hysteria
0: exactly exactly and ultimately It doesn't fucking matter whether or not this person is driven to kill these women due to personal psychosis or an emotional trigger that he's unable to resolve. So he acts out in this way or that he was hired to specifically kill these women to keep them silent. They end up dead regardless. So what is the point of this show? If you don't want to do serial killers, I'm also okay with that. If you want it to be the thing where she's the one person the FBI never believes, but she's too right to not put in the field, I guess that's a thing. But
1: but why wouldn't they believe her? I don't she, know. she she was correct about Buffalo Bill. Yes. I mean, I, she, why would they? Why would they feel that somehow she cannot be trusted? I don't understand that like i can understand you know again to you know i shouldn't compare it to hannibal i can understand why people would be reluctant to work with will graham yes i i can get that he he is an unknown quantity
0: he He weirds people out even the people who work with him they understand he's a very effective at his job but they feel that he's He's untenable. His emotional weight that this activity puts on him is just going to spiral out of control and something bad will happen. Either he will break down to the point where they won't be able to find whatever killer they're after next. He's putting them in jeopardy of solving that next case. Or he will spiral out of control to actually be one of the people that he's hunting. That is a push-me-pull-you that I can get behind.
1: Right, here, but, but for here it's, 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 you know, it is very important to these people that, that she be made to look like she's not good at her job when she yeah. is good at her job.
0: Yes, to, to, to help the FBI who, as far as I'm aware, want to be perceived of as good at their job. And also, she's not a glory hound. It's not like she killed the Buffalo Bill. And then called up Oprah and said, Do you have a slot available tomorrow? I gotta get on your program and tell everybody how I single-handedly call caught Buffalo Bill.
1: No, the, the it's the press that treats her like this, which again, that's not something that actually happens. Yes. You you're certainly a year later they're like, Oh Clarice, Clarice, do you have a statement for us? <laughs> it's
0: like- it's like Clarice, you talked to us once upon a time, won't you grace us with your wit and wisdom?
1: You know, she's getting on the cover of tabloids and all. It's like, come on, you know, either try to be the the you know the more realistic uh, um, answer to Hannibal, or don't mm-hmm. fucking bother. Yeah. Just you know, I mean, oh my God, I really dislike this. <laughs>
0: I, I, what is infuriating is that the actual components of the show, um, in terms of like what its miniature goals are or um how it weaves, you know, it's like you're trying to build a skin suit of different shows.
1: I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um, what they sew together looks really fucking dumb. And I don't want to continue helping them merge these disparate elements together because w- the elements they have are handled so
1: poorly. Well, it just, uh, there's things that don't make sense that they, that they jam in there to, to keep the plot moving. Yep. Like, like I, I don't, I, I said earlier that it is, it is inexcusable what they did to Catherine Martin, who, mm. who is, you know, kind of a you she kind of pulls herself together towards the end of silence and she you know she she traps precious the dog
0: she executes a plan a desperate plan that may never work but she finds herself in a very bad situation and she's like you know what I think I can use what I've gathered to at least find some advantage in a standpoint where I would have complete disadvantage and for that it's pretty awesome right it, it, she's i mean
1: before it, before clarice shows up she almost has the upper hand yes because because bill can't get the dog out the right. dog the, the she, dog is at the bottom of the well i mean he 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 could kill her but mm-hmm. he still has to figure out how to get the dog out
0: right and is he such a crack shot that you know does he have the capacity to just shoot her and not kill the dog or You know he can't just flood the space. There's a whole bunch of things that she's calculated that she she at least has negotiating rooms if she room if she takes this one shot at it. And from that standpoint, you go, wow. Okay, he's he did he did not count for her ability to think her way out of this situation. And so when. He's surprised by Clarice showing up, and everyone is fucking surprised that Clarice has shown up because they all think they raided the right house. So she wasn't supposed to be there, and she ends up there, and she smells something wrong. She's like, "This does this does not seem right. He doesn't seem right. It's, something's off." And you have that fantastic, you know blackout sequence in which you can see her, but you can't see what she can't see. And like, oh my God. It's great. It's fucking fantastic. And that's the other advantage Hannibal has. It was taking elements that you had never seen in uh a Lecterverse and talking about it. It was before Hannibal was caught. And all of a sudden, you and they don't go. They, they don't fall into the trap of trying to recreate something they can never recreate. Being I mean, Anthony Hopkins, they right. don't bother with it, right? Here they bother quite a fucking bit with it.
1: Yeah, and and now Catherine, she's you. Know, she's traumatized because that's you know That's all women can be on these shows. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is, is you know traumatized? You know, huskies of, of human beings. You know, she she's agoraphobic. She because Bill uh uh liked you know picking on bigger women, she's now she's lost a bunch of weight, and the only person she can talk to that she's willing to talk to is Clarice. And, and so it's just- that
0: she can break the fuck out of her, by the way. Uh, yeah, they she have seems this great relationship.
1: Yeah, she seems resentful that Clarice is able to you know go back to work. It's like, what do you think cops do? Do. No, nobody in this, nobody associated with the show seems to understand how police work works. Mm-hmm. Nobody seems to understand what being a cop or an FBI agent how how that works, and how you don't you know wake up in a cold sweat from every case, you know that that you know you don't get traumatized that you don't cling to the victims of your last case, uh, because if you if that happened, no one would last you know, two years in police work.
0: Yeah. Or it's a show about that trauma and it's not about this other procedural shit.
1: Yeah, they don't try to to do both then. Yeah, because you obviously
0: can't handle either. And that just means you're fumbling with everything. I just find it a massive miscalculation on almost every level. It's not to say that the hillbilly elegy... Uh, accent that this main actress has been saddled with because she's working very hard to approximate the accent in the movie. And it just, why bother? Just give me a Clarice. You don't have to recreate this one element of Clarice. When I know you're not that, you're not that person. You're, You're a different version of her. Just give me the best different version of her that you can. Don't give me a shitty reproduction of something you can't hope to achieve the level of. It, it's wild to me. The, the
1: choices
0: were fucking made, Gina.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as, as soon as they would have learned that they, they couldn't use, they couldn't mention Hamlet, did they just, yeah, all right, fine. We're just going to start from scratch and just create a whole new procedural.
0: Yeah. This is, there's literally nothing about this that differentiates it from any of the other cop procedural shows that they have. It's just, this is the same as Criminal Minds. It's not any different. It just has some slight formula tweaks. But the problem with something like Science of the Lambs is it's not formula. Right. There's math involved, but it's not formula. And when you try to fuck with that, it just feels imbalanced and wrong. You fail not only to achieve the police procedural you set out to do, you also fail to get people involved that you brought there because you called the show Clarice.
1: Right. As you said, I, I don't particularly care about these characters. I, I, you know, I the I don't have, I don't particularly care about the you know setting up the who's behind the, you know, the killing of these women to, to hide the results of a, uh, you, you medical testing or whatever it's like I don't mm. I, I don't care you know, there's yeah. there's a reason why I don't really watch police procedurals because I don't find them interesting you know I I, I do you know I will watch you know, true crime from from time to time and obviously I watched mm-hmm. Hannibal yeah but and, and I watched um the David Fincher one Mindhunter yeah. but you know the, the the CSI the you know I I don't, the criminal minds. No, I don't watch any of that because I don't find it interesting. You know, watching these people who are, you know, the quote unquote behavioral scientists, behavioral science experts, but really they're kind of psychics, you know? You know, I just know.
0: Yeah. I mean, comparing it to mind hunters is another interesting thing because mind hunters is very focused on not just the cases, but more how did this particular unit of the FBI get created? How do you piece together what they do? Because everyone said what you're talking about doesn't exist. And they kind of prove that serial killers are a thing and you have to think about them in a different way. It's much more focused on the emotional state of the people involved and the creation of something that did not exist, a story that had not yet been told in this format. Right. Clarice is not telling a new story. No. It's it's telling a story as old as fucking time. Like, you turn on CBS any day of the week, you're probably going to find something that's exactly like this. And it's probably done a little bit better because it's not carrying around the baggage of Silence of the Fucking Lambs. (laughs) Of all the ways to make sure you fail at something, it is, uh, I just, I don't know why they thought they could out Hannibal Hannibal or do Hannibal without Hannibal. I, I don't know why they chose this specific setup for it. I, again, it could write its own ship. You know, I'm I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm saying it feels unlikely.
1: And I, but I also agree with you. This is probably going to get like four seasons. Oh yeah, this will be on for fucking ever, and I will
0: probably kind of like watch a few of them just to see where it fucking goes. But if it gets better, it's not because it started on solid ground. I mean, this is I. <laughs> this is how insane I am. This reminded me of a couple of shows that when I worked at Fox, the network, um, they had a couple of shows that sort of gleaned the same sort of territory that were the criminal minds of the Fox land. Uh, the first one was called, uh, it was originally called killer instinct, but they didn't own the rights to that. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's first called deviant behavior. <laughs> and then, We renamed it to Killer Instinct, which I think was the first show we renamed and also the same story every single time. When we rename a show, it gets canceled immediately. (laughs) Please don't tell anyone who pays us to rename shows because I would like those jobs. But when you go into something that you don't have a name for, it almost comes off like you don't know what you're writing about. So uh, Killer Instinct was like this... Wrote, was another this guy's too dangerous to catch these criminals but it was like in San Francisco and chime McBride was his angry sergeant and um or captain <laughs> i can't remember but all i remember from the show was them finding the killer's lair and he had rigged it with these toxic beetles <laughs> and so they go in and toxic beetles start falling from the ceiling and he grabs his microphone and goes, do not smash the Beatles. Do not smash the Beatles. They are toxic.
1: Oh, my God. And
0: it was like I couldn't stop laughing. I don't know how that episode uh, ends because I was on the floor laughing. The second show was called The Inside. The Inside did not start as The Inside. It started as a show called Jailbait. But wait, it gets better. Because what show called Jailbait could start well? The premise of Jailbait was that the FBI sends in their youngest looking recruit to go to a high school in New Jersey that is filled with the families of gangsters. And she's going to infiltrate the gangster families by going to high school with their kids. And, I don't know, turning on their sons.
1: I don't. Did this make it too to serious? Because I don't recall this at all.
0: No. Uh, jailbait uh, only had a pilot presentation. People quickly realized that this was going to be problematic on a level that they could not handle. And this is the same year they put out a show called Skin, which was Romeo and Juliet set amongst the worlds of the LADA's office and the uh, porn industry. <laughs> they didn't think they could handle that, they could handle this, they could not. So they rejiggered it because they cast a whole bunch of people. And everyone kind of get tossed onto other different Fox shows, and they're like, whoa, 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 "Wait, we can do this. We can do this. We can do this." Because this is the guys who came up with Twenty Four, and there's like Tim minor involved, and some Angel Firefly people. Like, there are people who had made successful TV shows, or at least indelible ones that had audiences. And so they go, "No, no, 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 no. We're gonna make it like, um, we're gonna make it like Science of the Lames, where it's like a, a team of FBI people and they're catching serial killers." And, um, the, the main girl, uh, she's going to replace, uh, the old one who committed suicide by cutting half her face off. And her secret is that when she was 10 years old, she was kidnapped by a guy and couldn't escape for 18 months. But everyone goes, well, why couldn't she like, what the fuck? You don't blame someone for not getting away from a kidnapper when they're 10 years old. Maybe that's, maybe we should look at that for a little bit. Anyways, the inside turned out to be an okay show. <laughs> um, it, as opposed nine, to
1: as opposed to Clarice.
0: As opposed to Clarice, it was canceled within nine episodes. They made thirteen, they aired nine. Uh, Killer Instinct, they made thirteen, they aired nine. So both times the gambit failed, but they're both better than Clarice wow (laughs) and and, uh, that's that I mean they both look dated as fuck the inside in particular has that sort of uh typography with the typing but then they scratched it out with a pen like in seven and you're like oh wowzers
1: yeah they never tried that here like I said we mentioned earlier that that it's supposed to be uh set a year after the events of of Sounds Lamb, so it puts it like ninety two or ninety three, and and yeah. it's it's a completely arbitrary setting, like not, nothing, no. of, nothing about the clothes, the cars, nothing, nothing says early nineties.
0: Just no one has smartphones, right? That's tech. that's about it. Yeah. Every there's a couple gray brick cell phones that pop out every once in a while, and no one has a computer screen on their desk, but outside of that you would not know it's like grunge has never happened. There's no atmospherics that would tell you it's 1993 because that would involve too much work. And they, they want to be, the show is lazy. It feels lazy. It comes off as lazy. I'm, I'm sorry to everyone involved in it. I'm sure you had your heart set on doing the best you can. And it doesn't mean it can't improve, but Holy fuck. Does it start bad?
1: Yes. If it does. And I, and I salute you for, for being willing to watch more episodes to see how it goes. I will not be doing so. You, you, can, you, can, you can keep me posted.
0: As we, as we, you know, get back into dish by dish when that starts, um, you know, I'll just keep people apprised <laughs> of what I see. But, you know, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night because uh, my dog's 16 and he has vivid dreams. Um, and he wakes me up. And sometimes I need something that will help me go back to sleep. And I think this could do it.
1: Oh Do yeah, you? yeah, yeah. This this is a definite. Uh, this is a definite sleeping pill of a TV show.
0: <laughs> it absolutely is, uh, because the wounds don't kiss. I can tell he's an army sniper because this is how you field strip a cigarette. Like what the? F- I mean, those are neat tricks and everything. It just doesn't
1: add up to a show. Everyone, it's
0: just not a show. No. Um, it, it, it is
1: a. It is a premise that they shouldn't have bothered trying to develop.
0: No, and. If you're supposed to have one big, long mystery about this, this pharmacy, pharmaceutical company who kills people who, you know, have evidence that their babies were were damaged by the drug that they that they had them take. You blew it. I now know who who did it. Right. So what the how is this going to go on? What is the point of this? Why? Why? Gina, why?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Why?
0: Well, fuck this. Gina, where can people find you? On
1: <laughs> I am a, uh, a writer over at spool.net. I cover um, TV and movies. Uh, some recent things I covered were um, St. Maud, which we will mm-hmm. be uh, covering on our, on our Patreon episode. Um, and I also did an exhaustive look at the Crow <laughs> franchise.
0: Exhaustive and exhausting. I read it. Um, yeah, I I don't disagree with you. David Boreanaz um, and Tara Reed are a really interesting couple, considering that he's probably six three and she's five foot one and a half or something, and she just jangles about like she's a Romani fortune teller. Um, <laughs> it's a real weird fucking movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Eric Mabius. I mean. <laughs> i don't think so (laughs) shit um yeah that that's a that's a franchise that should never have been a franchise no and at the end of it the one person who shines will never be able to shine again uh because they didn't clean a prop properly no there we go and so that just about does it so for myself and for gina the body count will continue Bye bye everybody bye